glad when they said unto me, Come and let us go unto the house of the Most High. Peace and blessings be upon you once again, and thank you so much for joining our Bible study here tonight. So happy to see all of you this evening. And um, surprise, surprise, we have a brand new uh, software. So hopefully we'll be able to uh, have no problems with the new one. This is my first time testing it out. Wait. Is it still echoing? Somebody says it's echoing. So it's good now. Okay, good, good, good. Peace and blessings upon you again. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Uh, I'm still learning all of the ins and the outs of our new and improved, I pray, uh, software and a new platform. So we're going to go ahead and play one more selection for you. And then we're going to go ahead, have our opening prayer, and then we're going to have uh, our Bible study. We are multi-streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and we are also on Anchor.fm. Hopefully, we won't have any more problems with recording. So sit back, relax, unwind. And we're going to allow for the Holy Spirit to have the right of way. After this one or two selections, we are going to have our Bible study. We're in for a great time. And uh, I hope you have your Bibles and your pens and your papers ready. And so I'm excited about this. It's a brand new month. We got new software. We got a new subject. And I'm just excited. So without further ado, I'm going to play this selection for you. And uh, we're going to be coming back in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few moments. And YouTube side. Greetings and salutations again to our listeners on Anchor.fm and Spotify as well, and wherever you are listening, we count it a joy and a blessing to be able to present virtual Bible study one more time, and uh, I apologize, I, I didn't even give introduction, I'm, uh, I'm Elder Joseph Horn Jr., also known as Elder Yosef Isaiah Benjamin, which is my Hebrew given name. Peace, power, and blessings be upon each and every one of you, wherever you are. All right, without further ado, we're going to go ahead now and get ready 
for our Bible study. Let us pray. O oh, gracious and eternal Father, we thank you again for this another Bible study virtually that you have ordained from the very foundation of the world. As always, Father, we pray that you would truly administer unto us collectively and individually. Forgive us for all of our wrongdoings. And we pray right now that you would help us to remember that you still live. Anoint our minds to remember, our ears to listen, our hearts to believe. Thank you, Father, for not giving up on us. Lead us and guide us now. Anoint my voice and loosen the knot in my tongue so that I may be able to effectively communicate and recite thy word to your people. For it is in your righteous and holy name we do pray. So be it, it is done. Hallelujah. All right, uh, we're gonna go ahead and get started. with our Bible study. Uh, at this moment, uh, I want to give a special salute and thank you to our sister, Sister Carol Hoskin, Hoskins Burks, pardon me, because she was uh, gracious and kind enough for me to use her status as the basis of our study here tonight. And tonight our subject is entitled The Lost, The Falling Away, and The Awakened. The Lost, The Falling Away, and The Awakened. The lost, the falling away, the awakened is our uh, subject for this evening. And there are going to be several passages of scripture in the Bible that we are going to study tonight. I'm going to read uh, Sister Burke's status which is the original status but the way i'm going to go about it in chronological order we're going to study the lost the falling away and the awakened but the way her status is set up is the lost the awakened and the falling away so let's look at for just a moment the lost she says, the lost, she says, first and foremost, there are three levels of people walking 
the earth. There are three levels of people that walk, that is walking the earth. The lost. They're asleep. They're hidden from information. They're isolated from knowledge. They do not care to hear anything outside of what has been told to them since birth. The second is the awakened. They've awakened. They have awakened. They're seeking information. They're unlearning and relearning correctly. They're repenting. This is the most important thing. They're repenting by realizing, resurrecting, renewing, and restoring what was taken away from them, which is the truth. And also, they are following righteousness. These are they who are the awakened. And then thirdly and finally, she talks about the falling away. The falling away. These are they who are woke. These are they who are learning information and are becoming conscious. And then she also explains that they've decided to stay in the same condition. Although they know the truth. Because it's familiar and feels good. That's the reason why they choose to stay in the same condition that they are in. These are they who are the falling away. So let's go back for just a moment and let us study briefly the lost. The lost. Once again, the lost are those who are asleep. These are they who are hidden from information. They're isolated from knowledge. They do not care to hear anything outside of what has been told to them since birth. Now, let us look at our first passage of scripture tonight, and that is the book of St. Matthew. The book of St. Matthew, the seventh chapter, and we're going to look at verses 13 and 14. The book of St. Matthew, the seventh chapter, verses 13 and 14. And I'm going to be reading from both the King James translation as well as the Living Bible paraphrase. Matthew, the seventh chapter, verses 13 and 14.
Now this should come as no surprise that chances are this is going to be part one of maybe a two-part teaching. You notice that I've been doing a lot of two-part teachings these past few Wednesdays because the subject matter is vitally important as well as using passages of scripture to further strengthen our argument and strengthening our case. And I do not want to rush through this. I want us to really take our time and prayerfully and carefully analyze it line upon line, precept upon precept, so that all of us as sons and daughters of the Most High Yahuwah will be able to apply this teaching to our everyday lives so that we can not only apply to our everyday lives, but to also become more cognizant and more aware, more conscious, more cognizant, more aware. Because remember, scripture also teaches us that the devil, Satan, Lucifer, he comes seeking whom he may devour. That's why the scripture teaches us that we must be sober as well as vigilant. So we have to be sober and vigilant, especially during these wicked days and wicked hours that confronts all of us. You all all right so far? If I'm going too fast, let me know. But looking at Matthew, the seventh chapter, verses 13 and 14. I'm going to read it from the King James translation first. And then we're going to read the Living Bible paraphrase. Now, these are the words of Yahusha because you know for a fact that these are the words that's written in red. And we know that the keynote speaker is Yahusha. You all know him as Jesus the Christ. So whenever I say Yahusha, I'm calling him by his Hebrew name. See. But it says at the 13th verse, Enter ye in at the straight gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many there be which go into their act verse 14 because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be 
that find it. Okay. That's from the King James translation. And now I'm going to read it from the living Bible paraphrase. We're still in Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 and 14. The 13th verse reads like this. Heaven can be entered only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide enough for all the multitudes who choose its easy way. Verse 14, but the gateway to life is small and the road is narrow and only a few find it. Now, let's go back and let us examine again the lost and the falling away. The lost. These are they who are asleep. These are they who are hidden from information and they are isolated from knowledge. And when they are approached by any one of us that's like-minded, they do not care to hear anything outside of what has been told to them or taught to them since their birth. They want to be kept in the box. They want to be kept in. See? And let us also examine the falling away. These are they who know better. These are they who have become conscious, illuminated, enlightened. They are learning information and they are becoming more and more conscious of that which is the truth. They have decided to stay in the same condition in spite of them learning information and becoming more conscious. Although they are becoming more aware of the truth. They choose to stay in the condition they're in because it is familiar to them and it feels good. Let's pause for just a second. As we all know, we are in a spiritual fight a spiritual battle, a spiritual war, if you will. And the battleground or the war zone is the earth in which we are all citizens of. No matter where we classify ourselves to be, whether we are American or German or Canadian, wherever. One thing we know for sure, this is indeed a war for souls. You've also heard me explain in the past that these are not only life-threatening times, but they are also soul 
threatening times. Deacon Eric, what's going on, my friend? Thank you for joining our study tonight. He says, absolutely. In fact, the spiritual component, brothers, tend to be underestimated. Absolutely. Absolutely. Deacon Barron also says, Jesus explains, or Yahusha explains, that the way of Yahuwah's kingdom is like a road that's less traveled. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, when we just read for your hearing, as well as your consideration, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters of the Most High, the 13th verse of the seventh chapter of Matthew describes again, those that are the lost and those that are the falling away. And to also concur what Deacon Eric just said, the spiritual component, brothers tend to underestimate as well as the systems. These are they who would fall under the category of both the lost, when they fail to believe in the existence of that which is invincible, that which is inaudible, that which is intangible, the spirit realm. And those that are the falling away, they are aware of the spiritual realm. They hear the inaudible, they see the invincible, they touch the intangible, yet they refuse to be obedient to the will and the way of the Most High. They refuse to study to show themselves approved unto the Most High, rightly dividing the word of truth that a workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. These are they who have traveled and are traveling the broad road. These are they who refuses, who are hard-headed and disobedient to the will and the way of the most high. See. I must also remind all of you. Not that you don't already know. But this is simply a reminder. That not everybody belongs to the most high. And since the lost. And the falling away do not belong to the Most High Yahuwah. They travel along the broad road. And you'll find many, many travelers. See? But it leads to eternal damnation. As a matter of fact, 
Let's go over for just a moment again to the book of St. Mark, the fourth chapter. And we're going to look at verses three through nine. And then we're going to come back to St. Matthew, the seventh chapter and the 14th verse, because the 14th verse describes those that are the awakened, those that are the righteous, those that are true followers of the most high. Elder and Sister James said the transiency and mutability of human life can neither be doubted nor denied. We are not dwellers, we are travelers. In a nutshell, we are in the world, but not of the world. And as you're turning to uh, the book of St. Mark. As a matter of fact, let me turn there too. So we're all turning there. Uh, I also want to say to you that a lot of our humanistical interpretations of time is really a an illusion our humanistical interpretation of time, years, millennial, millenniums rather, seconds, days, times, all that, is an illusion. Because if you stop to think about it, time itself, which is the time of eternity, has no beginning or end. And because we are immortal beings also, we just happen to be in these fleshly bodies. We are truly uh, immortal beings. We are ageless beings. So let's go to the book of Mark, the third chapter, and I'm going to read, I mean, I mean, chapter four, I'm sorry, chapter four, chapter four, chapter four, Mark chapter four, verses three through nine, excuse me, my apologies, Mark four, Mark chapter Four. Verses three through nine. Now watch this. And these are the words of Yahusha again. And I'm going to be reading from the King James translation. Hearken. Behold. There went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass. As he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came 
and devoured it up. Now let's stop there for just a moment. In that fourth verse. And it came to pass that as he sowed, some fell by the wayside and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. Let me ask the question, not that you all don't know it, but who is the sower here? The sower is the most high himself. He's the sower. The seed in which he is sowing is his word. The sower is the most high. The seed is the word. And the fowls of the air is symbolic of the evil one, the wicked one. Because it says the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. These are they, once again, who are the lost. See? These are they who are the lost. They're asleep, hidden from information, isolated from knowledge. They don't care to hear anything outside of what has been told to them since birth. These are they who are the unrighteous. The unrighteous. Okay. Like I said, if you or I were to come and present our case, right? To anybody that the Most High tells us to, to share his message with them, but they refuse to listen. These are they that are lost. See? In a nutshell, put it like this. You've heard me say before that um, there are 8 million people on, there are 8 billion people on earth. And although all of us live on the same planet, we live in different realities. And because all of us live in different realities, some of us will accept the truth. Some of us will not. These are they who still operate on wishful thinking instead of looking at reality for what it is. Let's see what Miss Bianca says. She says, quote, one of the most well-known parables illustrated the problem Yahusha faced. Known as he that have ears to hear, let him hear. Satan takes away the word of the Most High from people's minds and hearts so that they cannot believe and be saved. 
Let's see. There were three strategies of Satan to take the word away. Yeah. So. And she's right. See, you've also heard me say that we're living or this is a spiritual warfare. And so just like you know your friends and your family, in order to win this spiritual warfare, you also have to know the strategies of the enemy. And one of the strategies of the enemy, Satan, is that he knows the truth and he has to know the truth so that when he knows the truth, he can twist it around to make it seem like that evil is fair seeming. See? See, just like you know your family and your friends and you know that the Most High will make a way out of no way, which is wonderful and good. But this is war. And we have to know the strategies of the dark one as well. All praises goes to the Most High. I'm doing everything that I can, Elder and Sister James, with the guidance and the direction of the Most High. He said, teach, Elder. I pray the Ruha Kadesh, the Holy Spirit, he does the teaching. And at the same time, in him teaching us, we, excuse me, each week, we have virtual Bible study will be able to be revived in our spirits. And in the process of being revived, we will also be able to um, we will also be able to reel in those that are lost. Okay. Now, I'll also throw this out here also as a footnote. We have to, as difficult as it is, because, you know, people that who do not know any better, uh, they really try our patience. And I know they do. They, they try your patience. They try mine. But we have to bear in mind, we, too, were once uh, in the condition that they are in presently. See. Uh, let's go back to Mark chapter 4. Verse number 5. And some fell on stony ground. Where it had not much earth. And immediately it sprang up. Because it had no depth of earth and some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth 
Let's read a few more. Verse number six. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns. And the thorns grew up and choked it. And it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some thirty and some sixty and some an hundred. And he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now, Keep in mind now, and I'm going to read from the Living Bible paraphrase in just a few moments. But I want all of us to keep in mind that the reality, keep in mind, all of us are in the world, but we certainly are not of the world, you see. Let's see, let's see, here we go. Uh, Elder and Sister James says, our souls as well as our bodies are on a pilgrimage. Our spirits as well as our feet are on the way. I agree. Deacon Eric says, yes, sir. In fact, three beings know you the best. Yourself, the Most High, and the devil. The Most High knows your sins and calls you by your name. The devil knows your name and calls you by your sins. Something to keep in mind. Well said. Well said. And with those observations, we have a better understanding and a better conviction as well as to what is going on and what is happening. Now, watch this. Um... We read now in Mark 4, verses 3 through 9, especially the first, the first few verses. Especially that fourth verse. Watch this. This is, this is one of the uh, gripes if you will, that I have with intellectual juggernauts. Because if you pay attention to their commentary and their observations on things that are worldly, a lot of it I agree with. But here's the thing. I disagree with their argument in their believing that there is not a higher power, 
a higher being in this universe. They talk about everything else. But they don't talk about one thing that is simple. What is it that is simple? Nature. Nature just did not happen by happen happenstance or circumstance. If there is no supreme being, right? Explain to us then how is it uh, there's twinkle in the stars? How is it that there is a glow in the moon? How come there is a blaze of grass? See? But there is no supreme being. Put it like this. If you put 100 women and 10 men on a deserted island, it is said that in 100 years time, you will have a community of men, women, boys, and girls. If you put 100 transgender women and 10 men on a deserted island in 100 years, you will find the skeletons of 110 men. Not only is that science and you can't change sex, the latter goes up against the natural order of how the Most High Yahuwah created things. Whereas the first example where you put 100 women and 10 men on a deserted island in 100 years, you have a, a community of men, women, and boys and girls. That's how, that's the natural order of things. See? Now watch, you're going to have somebody that's going to argue against that. See? Let me see something here. Um, now y'all already know that this is going to be a part two, so I'm, I'm just going to let you all know now this is going to be a part two and, and you already know the reason why it's going to be part two. Do you know how you see how vast this subject is? The lost, the falling away, the awakened. seven words but we're digging deep beneath the surface meaning of things mm -hmm. 
Deacon Barron says, the world speaks of numerous ways. Brother Carl says, if we could stay, if we could stay our spirits amid these universal vicissitudes and keep them in fixed conditions, the outward would the outward change would be of less moment. I'm glad that both of you all said this. You know why? I'm gonna say this. One of the biggest mistakes, and and and, and when I get ready to say one of the biggest mistakes we make, I've been guilty of this same thing. But here's the deal. One of the biggest mistakes that any of us have ever made is that we put too much expectations on, on people. A lot of times we expect other people to do the same to think the same way that we do. I'm trying to find something else here. Mm. Can't find it. Well, it's all right. But if I find it again, I will certainly. I will certainly uh, bring it back up. But let me read. Mark chapter four. Verses three through nine from the living Bible paraphrase. It says, listen. A farmer decided to grow. I'm sorry, decided to sow some grain. As he scattered it across his field. Some of it, some of it fell on a path. And the birds came. And picked it. Off the hard ground and ate it. Some fell on thin soil with underlying rock. It grew up quickly enough, but soon wilted beneath the hot sun and died because the roots had no nourishment in the shallow soil. Other seeds fell among thorns that shot up and crowded the young plants so that they produced no grain. But some of the seeds fell into good soil and yielded 30 times as much as he had planted. Some of it even 60 or 100 times as much. If you have ears, listen. In one of the other Gospels, it gives a different account of the same parable. 
And for those of us that, that knows what a, par a parable is really an earthly story with an eternal and heavenly meaning to it. So because that's what a parable is, an earthly story with an heavenly meaning, an eternal meaning, a salvinic meaning, if you will. It talks about us being caught up with the cares of this life. And because it talks about us being caught up in the cares of this world, the glitz and the glamour, the, the money, the wealth, all that. That's why that seed, which is the word, sowed by the soul of the Most High himself. The soil. Shallow. Put it like this. They receive the word gladly. But when the time of testing comes, some will fall away. These are they who are the falling away. Because mind you now, it says, when it comes down to the falling away, they're woke. They're learning information and they're becoming conscious. They decided to stay in the same condition, although they know the truth. Because it's familiar and feels good. See? They receive the word gladly. But there's no roots. There's no foundation. And when the time of testing comes, they fall a way. Deacon Eric says, I don't care how atheist someone says they are. They know they believe in the most high. When a child in the foster system doesn't feel they are getting from their dad what they should, what does that child say? I have no father. Laugh out loud. Same difference. Yeah. And the psalmist says that the fool has said in his heart, there is no supreme being. Deacon Eric continues. I agree. I keep a low bar of expectation, at least from most. Yeah. We got 8 billion people on the face of this earth. And we all live different realities. You have also heard me say that some of us are realists and some of us are still wishful thinkers. Okay. 
right. Uh, let me let me go back to the book of St. Matthew right quick, the seventh chapter, and look at the 14th verse. Because uh, time is getting away from us. Yeah, I want to go back to to um, Matthew right quick before we before we go. The book of Matthew, the seventh chapter, and the fourteenth verse. It reads, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. I want to look at that verse for just a moment. In that verse, it's really talking about those that are the righteous. That's really what it's talking about. These are they that are the righteous. These are they that are the awakened. The awakened are those that have been awakened or have woken up from their comatose sleep of ignorance. And they're seeking information, meaning that they are conducting their own private study. They are exhibiting what 2 Timothy 2 and 15 says once again, study. To show thyself approved that a workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. They are also unlearning the lies that they were taught, we were taught, and they are relearning. That which is the truth. They are repenting. By realizing. They are resurrecting. They are renewing and restoring what was taken away from them. They are following righteousness. Holy living. Is what they're doing. Now I want to go back. For a second. When it says they're unlearning and relearning correctly. It is said that those that are illiterate are no longer those that can read and write. The new ones who are illiterate are those that are incapable of unlearning the lies 
that was taught. See? And I must confess to you. That's why for myself, I myself am constantly studying, restudying, learning. Because I realized that a lot of what I was taught as a child and for part of my adult life, it was lies. An example of that is the lessons that we we were studying the last uh, few weeks. When we started talking about uh, the traditions of men and how we should also be issuing communion. See? And it was hidden in the scriptures in plain sight. Most people, as you know, they have communion during the day. But when they have communion during the day, that's wrong. Why is it wrong? Because it's known as the Lord's Supper. It's known as Yahushua's Supper, the Most High's Supper. Not as breakfast. Not his lunch, not his brunch, the Lord's Supper. See? And then for somebody to say that the scripture tells us to do it every first Sabbath or every second Sabbath or every third Sabbath. No, no. The scripture says as oft means as often as you do it. You do it in remembrance of me. You could take the communion every single day if you so choose to, but as often as you do it, you do it in remembrance of of the Most High. And here's more. When the preacher issues the communion, he prays two prayers, not one. Yahusha prayed two prayers. We should do the same thing. Take the bread. He blessed the bread. We pray over the bread. He took the wine. And blessed it. 
See? They didn't issue grape juice. They issued wine. But once again, we do things because it's convenient. We do it because it's traditional. And because we do things because it's traditional, it goes up against the teachings of the Most High. Now, when we didn't know any better, he accepted it. But now that we know better, now we start doing it the right way. We started doing it properly. All right. So. So that's just one example of us being the awakened. And the awakened means that we are traveling the narrow road. And there are very few that be there on the narrow road. Very few. Very, very few. It's also said that um, hell is paid, the road to hell is paid with good intentions. I'd also would like to add to that. The road to hell is not only paved with good intentions, but it's also paved with conveniency. And when it comes down to our eternal souls and our eternal destiny, neither one of them is, is good. You see? And in the other passage of scripture, um, St. Mark chapter four, and I believe that eighth verse where it talks about where the sower sowed seed on good ground is symbolic of us. Those that are true followers, obedient disciples, you see, of the Most High, you see. Uh, let's see. I'm going to be on with you all for maybe about a good, maybe... 15 more minutes and then we're going to uh, wrap up part one and extend the invitation to discipleship. But the righteous, that's 
awakened. The awakened, the righteous, the set apart, the holy nation, a peculiar people. See? These passages of scripture is talking about us. See, we who are righteous, we who are guided by morals and principles, it's a challenge to be in a world such as this. Because we are always constantly are bombarded with different temptations, different vices. And every day we learn to starve the flesh and to feed our souls. And one thing I've come to realize is that, is this. Being a follower of the Most High is not a bed of roses. It's not easy. It's an honor and a privilege to be a child of the Most High, but it certainly is not easy. And likewise, it was more difficult for the Most High to take your and my death penalty upon himself. Why? Because Yahusha was or is a sinless figure, but he had your and my sin on him. Yahusha, the same one who had no sin in him, had all of our sins on him. And because he had our sins on him, meaning that we were wicked or we are wicked. And our righteousness is at best like filthy rags, at best. rotten and despicable character. A foolish people we are. Hard-headed, rebellious, defiant. But we who are the awakened, 
and we are really starting to study not only study to show ourselves approved unto the most high that a workman needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but we are also working out our soul's salvation with trembling and fear. We're working out our soul salvation with trembling and fear because you've also heard me say in the past that a true follower of the most high his or her blood is sacred blood because we belong to him how do we belong to the most high we obey him We keep the laws, statutes, and commandments. That's our guide. That's our guide. Or at least now, it should be. I got one more passage of scripture that I want to share with you and then I'm going to close for the night. Uh, you can turn there if you want to, but you don't have to. But I want to look at um, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. This is another passage of scripture in which you heard me make mention of before. Second Thessalonians chapter two. Verses 10. Through 12. And we're going to be out of here. We're going to open up. The invitation to discipleship. It reads, I'm going to read, read from the King James translation. And with all deceivableness, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. This is the lost. And for this cause,
Yahuwah shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. The lost. The lost. They're asleep. Hidden from information, hidden from knowledge, hidden from wisdom, isolated from knowledge, isolated from wisdom. They don't care to hear anything outside of what has been taught to them since birth. I'm going to stop right there. This is part one. I'm going to continue on with part two next week. Most high willing. It's going to be next week. But I hope tonight something was said in this teaching that will uplift you and inspire you to be stronger and to be revived. To our listeners on Anchor as well as Spotify, my sincere hope and prayer for you is the same. That something was said to provoke thought, to kennel your will, to energize your will, kennel your mind. And provoke you to move. Until next week. On the anchors and Spotify side. May Yahuwah bless you and keep you. And we're going to present to you part two. Of the teaching. Entitled the lost. The falling away. And the awakened. May the Most High Yah bless you and keep you. And we will present to you part two next week. Join us then. Good night. May Yah bless you.